2: This is a crowd podcast. Hello, I'm Garrett Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And you've just entered the Garrett Thomas Cycling Club, brought to you by Zwift. Jump on your Zwift Hub 1 and jump into Zwift. Welcome along.
1: Nice to see you, G. Um, you have joined us on this podcast from a number of different locations over the past three years, but I don't think I've ever seen you moving while you're talking. And by moving, I don't mean that you usually speak without moving your lips like a ventriloquist dummy, but you're literally moving through somewhere and you've got
2: the expression of a man who's had a very long day. What's been uh, happening? Yeah, I'm in Mallorca Airport on the minute, just walking to the taxi now. Yeah, it's been a long day. Did. I don't know, what was it? Three and a half hours or something on the um, Best Buddies ride on Sunday. And yeah, straight from there was, what did I do? We left about half one in the afternoon. And now it's, um, well, what's the time now? 9.30 Mallorcan time. On Monday though, um, three flights took me. Got no bags. Um, did have a flight to Nice, but I obviously had to get changed because the team uh, after <laughs> bus fight and everything. But um, <laughs> yeah the the team December camp always last minute. Like they're planning for it. I feel so. I think they kind of forget that you know our lives don't revolve revolve around everything the team does. You know, Um, and then you get an email like three weeks before saying you have to be a certain place at a certain time. I was like, well, I'm actually in LA then. It's going to take a bit longer to get back. But, um, so yeah, it's been one of those days. So um, I left Sarah Max in Heathrow. They went on to Nice. Their bags also didn't turn up. So BA, mm. great job. They didn't turn up on the way out as well. So yeah, they, they've they gone downhill, Tom, BA. <laughs> British Airways. <laughs> this is the sort of chat. When you've been traveling all day, this
1: is the sort of chat you come out with, isn't it? I mean, the nice thing about this, because we talk a lot about elite road racing and what it means to be at the center of it and all the fun bits and some of the trickier parts. This feels like elite road racing meets race across the world. You've got that slightly stressed, tired look and only one small bag and you still haven't reached your destination. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like for me, it's okay. I'm just like, you know, Sars, obviously. (laughs) One of the messages I got sent was, Max has no clothes. We took all the trousers he's got with us. So, but, um, <laughs> he's got his school uniform. So he'll be all right for the morning. Hopefully the bags are sorted of then. That was the other thing. She got a later flight, but the bag, the guy at the, um, service desk kept the baggage tags, tags, you know, those ones they stick on your boarding pass. Oh, so yeah, that's just complicated things for her now as well. Trying to locate the bags and all that jazz. So yeah, but, um, I also had the team texting me saying, oh, can you please make sure you get your connection because it's the awards dinner tonight and you've won an award and we really need you here. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I don't really have much to do with that, but I'll do what I can. What was the award for highest finishing Ineos rider on a GC in a major three-week stage race? I've absolutely no idea. Um, I'll find out in about 45 <laughs> minutes, I guess. but. Um, Old, oldest man on the team still riding. No, that's Cam Worth. Cam's still in the team. Um, he's oh. forty now. He's proper getting on, isn't he? Um, is he? Yeah. So that's where we're going now. So we're not even go- don't even get to go to the hotel for a shower and you know, chill out a bit. It's some awards night, so I'm going to turn up and there'll probably be quite a few people half cut as well. So turning up to a party when everyone's pissed is never the best either, is it? So <laughs> it's difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: uh, yeah, interesting few hours ahead. Right, well, tell you what, rather than looking back at the long day you've just had, let's look forward because down the years you've given us many tales of Mallorca training camps and you have found other places to go rather than Mallorca. But something about it just draws you back every December.
2: Well, it's the fact that I'm still in the same team, Tom. If it was up to me, I wouldn't be coming <laughs> here now. But it's a, it's a bit like Groundhog Day, to be honest. Like, nothing wrong with me York Like, we got to re- remember, you know, people pay a lot of money to come over here and ride their bikes. Like, it is nice, but I've just been doing it for every December since I can remember, you know. Um, I think I've said, Newton knew before. I've been here at least once a year since 2004. So, yeah, it's a lot. Um, but, yeah, it feels a bit like Groundhog Day. A lot of young guys in the team, that are just going to be flying, um, get my head kicked in for 10 days. Um, they'll set me up nicely for Christmas, I guess. Give me a bit of a Christmas buffer. Um, but yeah, no, it will be good though. Meet the new guys, joining the team. It's just a lot of faff around this camp, you know, because there's 30 riders, mm. probably double that in the staff. All um, well, the staff does get streamlined after like two or three days, but all the staff are here at the minute. So, you know, it's just like, I don't know, maybe it's just getting old. We like to be, like we spoke about this with me. We just like to be in your own little world, you know, do your job, get on, chill out. But a lot more stuff going on. You got to do photos and things. Um That's the other thing, because I missed the photos today. Nine o'clock, they got me on the bike tomorrow. I was like, boys, you not giving me <laughs> a bit of a lie in. Um, Especially, that's going to be midnight LA time, so that's, that's going to be nice, but... So yeah, I'm a right grumpy bastard at the minute, are I?
1: <laughs> well to be fair you have been a busy man as well because when you were out in LA we thought it might be a nice idea if we had a catch up with your old teammate Chris Froome now we spoke to Froome. I think towards the end of Series 1 but obviously a lot has happened since then we are now in Series 4 a lot has happened in his life a lot has happened in his racing life um, it was quite hard to get hold of him and I awoke to a message on Sunday saying that you had managed to get through to him and have a really good chat with him. It happened to be at 6 a.m. in the morning, UK time, so you made the very good decision that you'd make an intimate chat between you and the man, some call cool Froome dog, rather than wake me up to do it. So listen, you fully deserve a little bit of an our an R time in Majorca. Um, should we dive into Me, have a little listen and have a chat afterwards? Let's do
0: it.
2: Right then, here we are, um, making a habit of not having Tom Fordyce with me now on these pods, flying solo again, but here with Froomey and Cameron Worth, I've only got Froomey here because we've already got 30 minutes. Don't have two and a half hours if Cameron's here, but um, yeah, we're here <laughs> Here at Best Buddies. I thought it was a great chance to catch up with Froomey, see what's happening. But firstly, as I said, we're here at Best Buddies. It's my first time here. Um. Obviously, a charity. Uh, we've got Anthony Driver on in a couple of weeks.
0: I'm not sure when it's going out, but um, yeah. You've been working with Best Buddies for a while now, right? Yeah, just over five years now. I've been coming to their events. Um, this is my first time doing the the California one, mm. but I've been out to the the one over in um, Miami for so, so for the last five years, pretty much. And that, that's always that's always good fun and. They've been asking me to come, come to this one for, for an age now, but um, it's always- They the said beginning. I was coming, so you thought have got to go. Yeah, exactly. Now G's there. Fucking hell, I've got to, got to show up. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, if, if it's always conflicted with team camps. So this is the first year that it's not actually right over team camp. So I figured mm-hmm. it's uh, best, best get out here and get a bit of a head start on training, really. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, what it's like training around here, these roads are- Oh, it's I mean, great. You're out here every year, so. Yeah. Because the reason I first started coming was because i was, I done Tore Down
2: Under, well, firstly, I just wanted to go away in January because I hated Mallorca training camp. So <laughs> when everyone's there, it's just like, I think, I'm i guess guessing, you're, it's the same with you, really. Like when the whole team's there, it's just, I'm not the biggest fan. I like to have like a, just a little group of you, you just do what you got to do. You get out, you do your business, you get home
0: just where there's more people there's more faff there's more like uh, there's more stopping on the roads and yeah just stops just and just like clatter or or something I have to say I, I always feel like the, the perfect sort of group size is I don't know six seven eight mm-hmm. guys tops once you start getting 15 20 30 it's just it's just chaos it's just guys everywhere and you know? like everyone's off It's like headless chickens trying to herd cats getting everyone to leave at the same time uh it's just a, I'm sure we loved it when we were younger though maybe we're just getting old and old <laughs> and grumpy. <holding>
2: grumpy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, as I was saying, yeah, I'd done that for seven or eight years, told under in January, wanted to go away somewhere. Cam actually mentioned LA, and I'm thinking, this is Cam now, we need to take this with a pinch of salt. I need to yeah. ask a few other people for their opinions. But it was glowing reviews, so I thought, I'll oh, give it a go. Do you think of LA, you think of Hollywood Boulevard, do you think, you know, tailbacks on, you know, freeways and, traffic and, you know, massive cars, but it's unreal out here, like Santa Monica, north of there in the mountains, off the PCH, you know, all the, the canyon roads. It's a great way to start the year, really. Um, you don't need super long climbs, do you, this time
0: of year? So, especially November. Now, the climbs here are long enough. I mean, you've got half an hour of tempo riding on any, any, any climb you want around here and- uh, Especially five kilos overweight. Adds <laughs> <laughs> a yeah, few minutes. A bit- um but yeah tech cam pretty much got me out here a few years ago as well and um i've been wanting to come back ever since so it's it's been good to good to get a couple weeks out here and just start building up the miles i guess yeah yeah because well we had you on the pod
2: last um in 2021 i think so a lot's gone on since well no it's been two years haven't it yeah but how have these two years been for you obviously you've had like with your injuries now, is you you still doing?
0: I guess it's more maintaining now, but yeah, a lot more maintenance now. Um, so I'm pretty no no sort of ongoing injuries or yeah. any sort of real niggles from that big crash I had a, a few years back. Um, now it's just about yeah, obviously just a bit of gym gym and core stuff just to kind of stay on top of things. But yeah, um, is that now, did you do any of that before? So I always used to do a bit of bit of core work yeah um but yeah i guess this is just a little bit different now that i'm aware of obviously the injuries i had at the end. there are certain things that i kind of do just to stay i guess it's just like maintenance i guess yeah yeah but yeah um <clears throat> yeah last couple of years have been kind of a few ups and downs for me uh, a lot of changes uh change, change coaches a uh, couple times obviously since since leaving and um Lot of lot of things to get used to, obviously in the in the new setup. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I um I'm looking forward to next year. Um, this year was a bit of a year, the right off year for me, and a year or two kind of put behind me, not not having done a grand tour. Mm. Um, but yeah, hopefully next year we've we've got all the invitations to all the all the big grand tours, and um, yeah. I'd, I'd love to love to get stuck into the, the typical Tour de France build up and and try and try and get back to my best shape for that. Still as motivated as ever, though? Yeah, I, I guess in a very different way uh, now. I mean, it's. Um, Obviously, a few years on from from the years that I've been winning grand tours and everything. Mm. Uh, I guess uh, a little bit similar to you in some ways. I mean, we're coming to the end of our careers now. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd be finished by now, to be honest. (laughs) I didn't think,
2: yeah. So I've had, I've booked out um, our wedding event. We got a wedding venue in Chepstow. If anyone's looking to get married, look us (laughs) up, St. Tutek's house. (laughs) But, I uh, hear yeah, I booked my, um, my retirement party there. A couple of times i am had to postpone. <laughs> so so I thought, am going to pencil it in now, book it just in case because, you know, it's a popular venue. But um, yeah, so I'll
0: push that back to 2025 now. So Yeah, I haven't got that far. I haven't got that far of planning a retirement <laughs> party just yet. But uh, it's definitely it's definitely on the horizon. Um, but yeah, going back to motivation, I, I think just kind of different motivations now for me. Um Obviously, having kids, um, I don't think um, either of my kids were really old enough to remember remember me winning or kind of being mm-hmm. up there. So that's that's kind of a motivation now to like want to be able to show them uh, what, what what I'm capable of doing. And I'm sure that they're on YouTube all the time. For <laughs> these kids, <laughs> yeah, at this age, just spent that in. But um, yeah, obviously, the game has changed a lot in the last uh, last five five, seven years, I guess. It's mad, isn't it? Like for me, we've said it a lot on the pod, but for me, the
2: biggest difference, I don't know what you think, but for me it's the nutrition. Like when you think to those days, us in in Tenerife, I was chatting about this to someone earlier, um, like we would almost like not, we'd never say it, but it was almost like, how far can you go without eating a carb? And you'd be like touching each other to just,
0: we'd have like a two egg omelet, bottle of protein, and you just go for six hours. Go and ride ride the bike for six hours. Yeah, exactly. And then who can do an extra hour after the six? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. On on the TT bike as well, at like two thousand meters altitude. Uh, right. It's just yeah. It's definitely changed. The game's definitely changed. Mm. Um, in, in terms of racing, though, I think one of the one of the biggest changes that we've seen over the last five years is the the obvious use of Vela Viewer. From from all the race directors uh, sitting in the car, because we never used to race for just random points in the race in, in yeah. the road. Whereas now you've got two hundred guys all hearing the same information. There's a narrow bridge coming in three kilometers. Everyone move up. and uh, It's like it, there's still a hundred k's to go, but all of a sudden now everyone's stressing to get to the front before this narrow bridge. And it almost guaranteed, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crash now. Yeah. Whereas five years ago, we would have gone through that narrow bridge, not even thinking about it. Um And guys are
2: just racing from a lot further out though, as well, aren't they? Like yeah. As a whole, I think just the peloton is better. I think hundred percent, we can say that. that the level, the the general level is fine. Ten of, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole peloton is just so much better. You know, everyone can train better like there's so much more access to just training nutrition as we've said like every team is doing aero testing and stuff like you know your team is don't want to be derogatory but it's, it's not top team you know but have you done you've bet you've done aero testing and stuff as well no I haven't, oh. I haven't been in a wind tunnel since I've joined okay maybe not, not then but uh, no. there's, but a big, there's, there's a information teams, out there yeah. with like what is kind of fast and not you know everyone's trying to thinking about it at least whether it's working with some teams is different but yeah it's just i think that's why like young kids are performing so well now as well is because when they're 14 they're training like a pro like they've got
0: access to all this info and they're just ready for pro racing so much younger now yeah 100 percent. i think i mean i think obviously a lot of the coaches that we've worked with over the years or or guys at least world tour riders who've worked with over the years i think a lot of those coaches will be coaching 14 15 year old kids mm. in a very similar way to the way we're working yeah. so by the time they turn pro at 1920 they've already got five years of basically world tour riding or training at least mm. under their belts and i think that's now why we're seeing these kids turning pro and basically ready to win the tour de france whereas that was just unheard of like in our yeah, bastards, little bastards. <laughs> right. oh,
2: but does does it annoy you in a way? Like, because you, know, you had to
0: earn your stripes, didn't you? And like, I mean, it, it's it's it, it feels as if everything is kind of served to them on a platter. Like mm. all the basically everything we learned about how to be a pro and how to how to how to race, how to train and prepare and ever eat and everything else. We had to learn the hard way mm. and it took us years to do that. I mean, um, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I turned pro at 24 and I spent a good three, four years figuring things out before I actually was any good. Mm. Um, you did have a different start yeah, to most though,
2: to true, be fair. True. Um, true. I, I don't want it to sound like we're just like bitching a moaning now on this, um, but it is like totally, totally different. Like before there used to be oh, Larry Warbass come on the part and he was talking about how in the team, like guys would have a go at him if he passed them during, during an effort because they were like the bigger rider and stuff. And in the Peloton, you know, it, there was always like the patrons, so to speak, who like the, who would just sort of, if you did anything and they said something to you, you'd be like, oh yeah, sorry. Like you'd be back in your box. type thing. think there's none of that anymore. It's just like, it's I remember Andrew's clothing, my, my first tour, it was roasting art. I was, how old was I? 21. You know, just left Cardiff, you know, 20 degrees was warm for me. You know, there was some <laughs> days, mid thirties, think low 40 one day. And we're going along I sprayed water on my head and he was behind me and the water hit him. He was like, hey, don't do that. You
0: ride up the line.
2: That was my German accent by the way. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, sorry, sorry. That was Andrew's clothing like second in the tour however many times and stuff. A couple of days later, we're riding along and you know what it's like in the town you get a bit close and I was on my levers and my knuckles sort of, brushed the, his ass cheek, you know? Oh. Turns around, just goes, hey, hey. points to my levers, said, them, they're your brakes, use them. I was like, sorry, sorry. And like, it's just that, that he, he was yeah. a dick, he was being a dick, like, you For know, sure. I'm not saying we need to have people just being dicks, but it's just an example of how it's just so different now. It's like, it's like an under 23 race now in a way, It's, it's
0: in the attitude of it, it's just, you know, that flick or be flicked almost. Which- but I think so much of that comes from the, the earpiece and, and basically being told from the car, Listen, you need to get to the front now. Yeah. So, so people have this attitude of, it doesn't matter how we get to the front. doesn't matter who we push off the road or crash to get there. We're getting to the front because the director's told me to get there. Yeah. And that's true. Like if,
2: <coughs> if the director was saying something to me, which I wouldn't necessarily agree with, I wouldn't bring it up on the radio straight away because you kind of have to have that respect on the radio, but I wouldn't necessarily do it like boom. Whereas now you look at teams like DSM or whatever, like they're whipped, aren't they? Not literally, but they're, yeah. they're told eat this. Like they're they, they given what they should eat in a race, you know, and it's just a very like rigid. do this, do this,
0: do this. They don't even have to think for themselves. And I think like, yeah, a lot of like new. I honestly, I mean, I think I've got to the first time in my career where I think, having um one radio channel that basically all the riders in the peloton are on a safety channel that mm-hmm. basically gives you warnings of okay there's an ambulance coming towards you or there's actually some like yeah like race radio yeah exactly yeah there's road works coming up or there's actually danger in front <laughs> yeah and it, it's first time in my career that i really think there's a lot of value in taking away the the communication between the rider and the DSs so mm. force the riders to think for themselves. And it also gives the older guys, I think a little bit more respect again in the peloton because those are the guys, the young guys will look up to now that they don't have someone in their ear telling them what to do. It's like, yeah. Ooh, what do we do now? Let uh, me go to the guy who has been here 10 times before and knows the race. And yeah, so true. And I think a lot of DSs as well,
2: they'll, they'll say all this information because they're scared that if they don't say anything, and something happens then and I don't know, like there's a crash and there's a break and then the, their team aren't even there,
0: then they're blamed for like not giving that in boss. So now. They just give everything. That's, that's the thing is I, I really, I, I don't know how it is with, with the DS's uh, at Ineos now, but I, I, I definitely feel that nine, nine times out of 10, some of the things said on the radio, basically the DS covering his own ass. Like you said, yeah. in case yeah. there's a crash on that narrow bridge, three Ks to go. Yeah. Oh, I told you guys, you need to move up there. So, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not saying that Ineos, DSs are like that. I'm
2: generalizing a lot here, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, like you gotta be careful what you say on this pod, mate. We'll make Belgium, <laughs> we'll make Belgium media. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's true, it's true. But like, that's a good point. When you mentioned Ineos, how do you see, you've been out of the team now for, Um, twenty twenty was your last year, right? Three Three years. Three years. How do you see from the outside looking in? Someone who has had your what best career in the team? How do you see it from the outside now? Because it's, you know, we're we're defending ourselves. I feel like I'm defending the team quite
0: a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, it's a I guess it's a tricky one since um. I mean, obviously, I, 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 <coughs> I, I left and then Egan was kind of um, pegged, I guess, to be uh, the next big GC rider of the team. Um, That's mad before you continue. You know when Egan won at, how old was he?
2: 22? Maybe. won the tour, yeah. yeah. He's going to win at six. Wow. Then Pogacar yeah. comes along. He's going to win six. Now as thing like go like, yeah. it's massive He's, he's going to win the next
0: 10. Yeah, now he's going to yeah. win 10. Like yeah. two years time, maybe even actually, there's going to be some new <laughs> guy. Like just- there'll be another eighteen-year-old on the scene, yeah. <laughs> k- kicking well, in anyway, <laughs> Sorry, about it, didn't I butted um, Yeah, no worries. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, obviously, Egon was kind of pegged to to be the next next man, I guess. And he he had his his horrific crash. Um, I mean, he's he's still young, so hopefully he can still still bounce back from that. Um, and he he looks like he's 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 going alright now. Because you've had a similar crowd. Have you spoke to him at all? Yeah, i spoke spoken to him a few times. I yeah. mean, um, yeah, it's interesting, obviously, swapping notes of rehab and feelings and- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I, I, I I, do think he can still still come right. Um, but you were,
2: so you were with us for a year and a half after you crashed and then you left. You, when you got such a bad injury, you're just so keen to come back that you end up you always want to push, you know? Like, I think any top sportsman, if to do well, I was saying low low carb rides, you know, he always goes very extreme. 100%. Um, Was Tim, who was your coach then, was he having to hold you back? Or the team in general, like the physios and
0: stuff like that? Or I guess in the In the, in the, I mean, in the, in the first, um, I guess in the first sort of six months, once I was allowed back on the bike, Mm then then there was definitely a a, i mean i I wasn't able to go as deep as i would want to just the injuries stopped me from from being able to um i'd I'd flare something up and then i'd have to take time off again so i mean there were definitely things holding me back initially Mm. but yeah that's 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 long and long behind me now um but yeah i mean that's I guess that's part of my motivation now, I guess, still wanting to carry on. Uh, I mean, a lot of people ask me now, like, why are you still racing? I mean, you've won all the grand tours, you've won the tour a few times, whatever. Like, What are you doing? Um, like, you're not winning. The money, any- yeah. You're not winning anymore. Yeah, the money, no uh, <laughs> No, I mean, for me, it's really, I, I, I don't, I, that wasn't the way I wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to get to the end of my career and be like, listen, I've, I've given it everything. And if that means, I'm not gonna win another bike race again, I'll put my hands in there, so be it. But mm. I'm gonna look back and be like, listen, I gave it everything. I'm not gonna stop now and be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I am I'm could have carried on, like mm. maybe I could have come back to a higher level, maybe not, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't wanna have those questions. So I at least wanna just give it everything I've got for the next couple of years, see where I get to. Yeah. And, and who knows, I mean, maybe even, <laughs> yeah, maybe even carry on a bit longer. No. <laughs> <Other> <laughs> I mean,
2: that, who knows? Exactly. knows. I, don't, I don't want this to come across in a bad way, like derogatory or anything, but it must be hard though, like, you know, winning seven grand tours and then doing some of the, the smaller races and, and, you know,
0: struggling and being like, do you ever think, like, why am I doing this still though? Uh, not really, not really. I mean, I think I, I, if I was someone who really lived in the past and mm. um, like and i guess had a massive ego then then maybe i would really suffer with it personally but i I don't really think that's me and i'm always i'm always looking ahead and even i think that was something that actually allowed me to keep winning grand tours is i never really kind of soaked too much in having having one one two or three or four or whatever um I was always just like looking ahead and I, it's kind of the same thing for me now. Like, yeah, I've won all that, but mm. it doesn't really change anything for me. Like I still just want to get the most out of myself for these next few years. And, yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking of ego though, like I
2: totally get it and I get it, but you know, if there's some young guys and you're, you're thinking <laughs> have a bit of respect, mate, I won <laughs> seven grand twice. You know what I mean? Like
0: there must be points where you're like, mate, just do it like. <laughs> Oh, uh, what makes me feel really old is when when you're racing and some some kid comes up to you in the peloton. And you can tell he's just turned pro, like nineteen, twenty, yeah. probably never seen him before or whatever. Comes up and starts telling, starts basically fanning out and being like, "Yeah, it's been my dream to ride with you. Uh, yeah, I was watching you when I was twelve years old and you were winning the tour or whatever." Just yeah. it just feels like. And then five Ks later, the guy's like shoving you off the road to <laughs> put you in the ditch for a bit of crosswind but or that's, something. That's, that's nice though, so isn't it? Like it's kind of weird because
2: some people have said that to me and that's been like in some of the smaller races as well, you know, like a
0: Pro Conti team. And, oh yeah, I just wanted to say oh, I was real honor to be yeah, racing. It's it, it is nice. It's, it's, it's heartwarming to kind of, it makes you realize kind of the, the broader influence you've had on mm. on these little kids in places you wouldn't ever imagine. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, in in the middle of Belgian countryside somewhere. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If Somehow you've connected with this kid and motivated him to start cycling or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's pretty cool in some ways, but yeah, definitely definitely makes you makes makes you feel your age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about like
2: going about Ineos again, like from the amp side, Do you?
0: Yeah, how do you see the team? Like, uh, because I must. It's changed a lot I guess I mean from the outside I think the team got so used to having the strongest rider in the peloton basically um, for, for years at the Tour de mm-hmm. France and that's obviously no longer the case and that's that then raises questions of uh, I guess is is the team doing things right anymore because it was kind of assumed all those years we were winning the Tours that this team is the team doing everything what's um, always got like extra like 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 jumbo visma now yeah, yeah. Uh, the way people look at visma now they're like those guys are spending more time at altitude there yeah, that they're, they're, they're going harder into nutrition than anyone else Their their equipment is better or whatever like every every, every part is, is which they are doing really well but it's the rider at the end of the day, isn't it? it's the tad, and it's the tab That is the thing. That's that's where the grit. I, I, I guess it, it really does highlight that. Yeah, it, it, you can have all the support and everything you want in the world, that will get you to a certain level, but at the end of the day, it does come. You need the the star rider as well. Mm. And I, I guess right now, Ineos has got a lot of very good riders, guys capable capable being on Grand Tour podiums and. Um, like you said, yourself, like almost won the Giro this year. Mm. But when it comes up against, when you come up against guys like Vingegaard and Pogaccia, I guess that's a, it's a different mm. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, what, what Ineos is missing at the moment. I guess with our team as
2: well though, it's like we got a lot of young guys who are developing and now because there's Pogaccia, Ramco, you know, even Josh Tarlit, You know, they come in and they automatically do it really well. Everyone thinks, ah, why is Carlos not winning then? He kind of forgets his 22, you know, even Tom Pitcock, like, I think he should leave the mud behind now and just start fully concentrating on the road. But that's in my own opinion, but like, it's only normal for some guys to be a bit slower, like a winning Grand Tours, like it takes a lot. You know, and that's the only thing, like it's tough in it? Like you say, if you don't have the riders, if you've got riders that are developing, it's like, it's not like football, but you know, in a way it's kind of like, well, you want the results now. It's tough, isn't it? And it is. It only is. one guy can win. That's it. You look at the tour over the last, what? Say from when you won yours, there's been you, Contador, me, Egan, Pogacar and Vinguga. Yeah. So there's six guys that have won the tour since 2013, 10 years. Yeah. Like,
0: you know, it's not simple, is it? No, 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 it's not. You can't, it's not, it's not that easy to turn out Tour de France wins. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it had a point on, on Sky and then Ineos it obviously felt so felt it became expected because we just mm. done it for so many years in a row, but I think it, it kind of highlights now just how hard it is to, yeah. and how lucky we were to have that streak that, that was just almost unheard of. Uh, but it's kind of just natural as well,
2: isn't it? Like you look at any sport team to, to dominate for so long consistently, there's always a time where it falls away a bit, you know? And there's a rebuilding or a restructure or whatever name you want to give to it. But yeah, but um, anyway, more, less about team, more about you. <laughs> Twenty twenty-four, what's uh
0: you know what's a success in your eyes? I'd like to I'd like to do a lot more uh, stage racing. This year I did quite a bit of one day racing building up to the tour and I'm I'm definitely I can I can comfortably admit um I'm not a one day not a one day rider. Um, but yeah, just basically get into a, just good good program, good stage race program, blocks of blocks of training, blocks of racing. Kind of take it back to old school a little bit, um, what I'm what I was always used to, um, and uh, and go all in for the tour. Try and get there in my best shape possible. And um, I mean, it would just be magic to to be able to win a stage somewhere or find myself in a in a break that goes to the finish. Um, but like last year, coming third on up to wears that was that was pretty magic. It would have been. Better if Tom wasn't there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, cool. Just just experiences like that to be able to yeah. get back there. And I mean... Ask me the door, would you do? Would you be happy to do the Giro or the Vault? We don't do the Vuelta, crap reds. <laughs> I've always loved the Vuelta. I've always loved it. I mean, I guess it always. It really depends on what kind of form. It's sick, man. You know, right in the head. The Vuelta, <laughs> mate. The Vuelta in, in bad in like end of season shape is the worst race ever. You just get your head kicked in, man. Nah, but if the Vuelta like been in decent shape this year, it was still shit. The Vuelta when you're pinging is is an amazing race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I to say so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you you it, it has to be the tour, or um, yeah. I mean, I. Tours tour. the tour is a tour yeah there's no i mean you know what it's like you even if you if you win the Giro, or the walter it's like oh, it's not the tour de france
2: yeah yeah <laughs> even though i still won't go about that <laughs> i still take it <laughs>
0: no 100 yeah but yeah a, a winning the tour would be for me now would just be that would be super special mm. or even even being closer sort of with the GC guys, that would, that would be pretty, pretty special way for me to finish off. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, good luck with that. Thanks, man. Oh, that's what I was going to say about Jumbo. It just popped into my
2: head. What's that? When you said about all well, the altitude and you know, oh, that's the one thing Now I'm like, why do I have to do that? Cause now it's like, you're either
0: altitude or a pissing race. It's so full on in it these days. Like- okay. or, or you move to Andorra and you uh, <laughs> basically live at altitude, like- Yeah, and then you still
2: go yeah. to like that hotel or you live at like in some shitty
0: box apartment, hut. Yeah, 2000 100%. or something <laughs> in the snow. Yeah. Oh man, I had that horrible. Yeah, coming <laughs> to Andorra in May this year, we just got completely snowed in up there. Like I'm just like, how do you guys live here all year round? It's, you don't have to commence me about that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> But yeah, I mean lovely, beautiful place when it's sunny. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been there too many times when it's snowing. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Like you say, it's just everyone thinks it's one quick fix as
2: well. Like, oh yeah, no jump doing this or that. Like and that's what pe- that's what maybe in a lot of other sports it's the same, but it's just people get into that thing of like, Oh, need to do what they're
0: doing. Just <laughs> just worry about yourselves and do what works for you. No? That's that's what to rewind a few years back on Sky. Everyone's oh, going, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what's that? What's the secret thing they're doing? And it just, uh, to me, it's clear. It's clear. It's just across the board doing everything like better than everyone else. Yeah. And I, right now, I think Fizma are doing that. We told you about the onion story, didn't we?
2: <laughs> so, Ooh, what onion stories? <laughs> so, me and Luke are on a ride with oh, some random guys at the time now. I've completely forgotten who it was. Um, Things like Tanner and um, a few of those boys, the, the red onions,
0: yeah. I was in on that. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you were that. Yeah. Yeah. We, that. And then, like, so first few days, we'd take the onions out in our back pockets.
2: Yeah. So Luke mentioned to one of them, like on one ride, would got, well, we were at the calf stop, weren't we? And um, calf, Luke's wife, had bought what she thought was two onions and thought that's quite expensive. They arrived and there's two crates of onions. She's." <laughs> She thought she was buying two onions for like twenty euros. I don't know why she thought that was a good deal. But anyway, these two crates of onions to up. So then Luke had this picture and we were like, Oh yeah, no, it's like an onion diet, to this it? a new diet. Like, just have onions for three days. Drop the weight. it's, it's mad, but he still makes you still make it makes you makes you super efficient on yeah, the bike. Yeah, yeah. And super uh, efficient. Less weight. And um the next day we even brought out an onion, didn't we? Like in
0: our back pockets, yeah. So we kind of made it look as if then made, made it look real. Yeah, someone took a chunk out of it, just bit a chunk out of in it. But those boys just believed it.
2: And it just shows like <laughs> at that time, well, even now, I guess, like if Jumbo did something similar,
0: like everyone is just straight on it. Like, oh, that's what you need to do. Like 100%. it's a quick fix. hundred percent, hundred percent. But anyway, the um, phone cycling was so simple. Yeah,
2: yeah. But well, one last thing before we go, which you, you mentioned to me as well, was um, your whole
0: project that you're looking to Kind of startup in Kenya. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for bringing that up. It's um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just for me. It's it's been um, growing up in, in in East Africa in Nairobi. I mean, I used to run like cross country back there, and anytime we did into into school cross country or anything, I just get killed by by the Kenyans. I mean, you know, they're obviously the, they're the best runners in the world. Um, distance long distance runners and it just it, it there was always a part of me all those years that I was, I was winning the tour that made me kind of kind of made me feel a little bit ridiculous and inadequate <laughs> knowing that there are much better athletes in the true sense of an athlete endurance athletes much better athletes than me um, back in back in East Africa but they just haven't had access to bikes. And then I've um, been able to just, just cycling doesn't really exist there. There's, there's nothing uh, and yeah. no equipment, no, no training. No, there's just not no structure at all. Um, so it's always been at the back of my mind wanting to do it. And I, th- I think now as I get towards the end of my career, it's a perfect time to start start setting, setting things up. and. Um, basically, looking at starting a, a Chris Froome cycling academy mm. out in out in uh, Kenya at the base of Mount Kenya, actually up at altitude to two thousand meters, and um, try and get start young. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Starting yeah, young at two thousand meters, right? age of fourteen. Um, <laughs> doing doing. There's snow st- up there. He's <laughs> the same training that we're doing. And, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I genuinely think that within ten to 15 ten to fifteen year time frame, we could see similar to how Colombians have burst onto the scene in the last decade, right. I, I truly believe we're gonna get a bunch of uh, East Africans coming through. Because INEOS also have a project, don't they, with Joey Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, INEOS have got a project out there. Uh, there's a couple other projects, the Armani uh, team of uh, Factor, Factor sponsor them. They're, they're out there as well. Mm. So there's a few of these sort of uh, projects there, and I think the more, the so better, better. better, the more, yeah. the better, because they'll be able to race against each other and lift, lift the level, so. Well, I'll be well retired by then, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully we won't be having to race against uh, <laughs> any East Africans in our time, but uh, I think in 10, <laughs> 10, 15 years' time, the Europeans have got to watch out. Yeah, well, quality. Um, well, thanks for coming. Yeah, it's, it's late. Nice. Big big ups to
2: George as well. He, um, he, he's had to get up at 6 a.m. because we're here in LA, eight hours in front, so. He's working hard. So he was up at 1 AM recording another pod. So he's had about four hours sleep. So cheers, George Boyd. Cheers, Harry. Um, yeah, Harry, yeah. Um, He actually had this, so we did this live podcast in Cardiff um, and London. He had the yellow jersey there and George brought the one that I did for him. And he says to Harry and he showed me, he was like, oh yeah, look what I brought. And I think, I said, who's Harry? <laughs> <laughs> totally forget that we used to call it Harry because he's a bit of Harry Potter. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. He's gone and
0: nicked the jersey off someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who the hell is Harry? Um, but yeah, anyway, thanks for coming. No, man, it. sweet. It's been good to catch up, mate. Yeah. And if we do do the tour, both of us, haven't got far to go on. <laughs> Yeah, you're Good, right. These the, the, what do you think about yeah. that and TT oh, for the last Oh, I mean, it's a bit, of a bit of a strange one. I mean, it would have been kind of cool to to keep that whole ceremonial kind of finish. Yeah. We're we going to do some kind of a loop and then maybe come down and do a sprint on the on the Promenade de Zonglet in Nice. That, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, TT, that obviously means... Have you ever yeah. finished a, a grad school or TT? Yeah. Um, you haven't won one with the TT, have you? You've always had a oh, procession. No, always a procession. You're right. Error. No, you're right. No, I don't think I have. Do you review? Sometimes finishes in a TT, doesn't it? Yeah. In 20, 2008,
2: it finished with the TT because I was with Barloworld. Okay. I was 11, same time as Contador, who won. And I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. That was a good ride. I remember the old boys telling me, like, oh, no, you, you're, you're a good rider. I was like, oh. No. Thanks, yeah, to taking you this long to cheers to yeah, recognize that,
0: but yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a strip bit weird that, yeah, but it's a strange one, yeah. Be nice to ride home afterwards anyway. Ride home, Oh, twenty k down the coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right then. Well, time for
2: bed. We go all right tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Cheers, but Nice one.
1: I'll tell you the thing Garant, that jumped out the most from that interview for me and that is Froomey's desire and aim to come back and win another stage of the tour
2: yeah yeah it's in typical Froomey fashion just never gives up slightly denuded really um, in a in a polite way as you can say but um, no yeah that's just him is He's 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 a winner and he wants to win although he's quite far off that at the minute but he's working hard and that's what he wants to do so like we're in best buddies for a few days together and um i heard that he was he was just training like a monster already you know i don't think that's the one thing with threw me maybe which is probably holding him back a bit i think he's kind of stuck in the the 20 teens almost you know i mean like i think nutrition wise and stuff he's still a bit more into that rather than the new age you know um Nutrition, how I was sort of working all that now. I think he's still quite old school with that. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to see him go out well. Because you know, like, Cav was getting the similar sort of like, not hate, that's too strong, but people kind of saying, oh, Cav should retire, blah, blah, blah. Then he comes back a few years later and wins four stages of the tour and equaled the record, may even get the record. So it'd be nice to see through me at least go out, not just sizzle out as he kind of as is happening at the minute, you know what I mean? So um but yeah. It's I I feel bad now. I feel like this is a very grumpy episode because we were sort of moaning about the kids as well in that chat as well, weren't we? So I moaned at the intro, moans during the chat. We've got to finish on a high Tom <laughs> somehow.
1: <laughs> well, I think there is a high to finish on. So in the background as you came through the airport, I could see palm trees and there aren't many palm trees in nutswood at any time of year let alone this time of year i could see christmas lights we are now officially in december Um, Christmas is on the horizon. So it is a time when you're riding your bike that it all feels like a bonus. Whether you're a pro rider and you are just gradually getting your legs back after the off-season, or whether you're back here and you're just doing it for fun, it's hard to squeeze it in. It's dark, it's cold, it's wet. So I think that any time that a GTCC member is on their bike in this month, it's got to be about the fun. It's not about winning races, it's not about... Cycling with your heart rate in a particular zone—it's
2: not about a threshold, anything like that. It's about being pleased you're out on your bike. Yeah, and just early in those those mince pies, isn't it? Burn those calories. So you can enjoy your mince pies guilt-free. Um Dress up as well. Decorate your bikes. That'd be cool to see. Best dressed bike. Um That's nice. Yeah, but yeah. I do love Christmas time. So yeah. Now well done. You you picked me up there. Picking me up, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I
1: will be going out on my bike tomorrow morning and I will be taking in my rear pockets of a very, very warm jacket. I'm going to be taking a mince pie in one and I'm going to take a slice of stollen in the other
2: oh, beautiful. just
1: to show due deference to the, the time of the year.
2: Yeah. i tell you what is weird, though. Rising in warm places and in, in around Christmas time. Like I've been in Australia, L.A., obviously. Even here in Mallorca, like, you only see Christmas decorations and stuff and and it's warm and there's palm trees and it's like, that's a bit weird. It just, yeah, I freaked you out a bit at first, but not complaining though. I'd rather be hiding here than, uh, than up with you tomorrow, to be honest. Nothing personal, but you know. <laughs> well
1: listen sleep off the travels um, enjoy Mallorca it's a fantastic place to ride your bike as a lot of GTCC members will attest Um, enjoy your rest get the photos done tomorrow and you have lined up a number of guests for us to speak to in the next week so let's look forward to that and next time I see you the bags under your eyes will be gone and the smiley garant that we used to will be back yes cheers Tom I'll
2: see you soon sounds good enjoy ciao for now Proud Network, a place where you belong.